I'm looking in the mirror. 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 I am looking in the mirror. I am looking in the mirror. Welcome to Looking in the Mirror with Mirror Mirror. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome to another episode of Looking in the Mirror. Of course, this is your host, Mira Mira. We are back in the building yet again with another special guest. Thank you so much to each and every person who has been tuning in time and time again just to get filled, inspired, motivated, or released in any type of way that these episodes may be doing for you. Um, I feel good. I'm glad. Of course, you guys know we have our man Curtis, our engineer, here with us this wonderful morning, afternoon. <laughs> um, but we have an amazing guest. Oh, hold on. Sorry about that, guys. I was moving something. All right. So we have an amazing guest with us, and I don't want to take up her time, but guys, you are truly, truly, truly in for a treat. This is someone who has been very inspired inspirational and inspiring in my life through my mother, but even more recently in the front row of my life. Um, and, you know, I'm going to allow her to share who she is and let you guys get a piece of her. But I know the impact that she has had on my mother and on me and many other people that I know as well. You're definitely going to want to tap into this um, for the impact that she may have for you as well. So without further delay, please give a round of applause for Miss Vicky, excuse me, correction, Dr. Vicky Johnson. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Mira, Mira. How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Look, I was like, let me, I'm so used to calling you Miss Vicky or Aunt Vicky. I was like, wait a minute. No, we're going to be professional today. <laughs> oh, that, that's still professional. You know, it was once people get to know me, it becomes one or the other. So it's fine. Grateful to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having the time to be here. So before we jump into everything, if you don't mind, I always like to give my guests, my honorees, a chance to toot their own horn and kind of just tell our listeners a little bit about themselves. So let's see. I've had a 40-plus year career in entertainment, 18 of those years. I was at BET Networks, where I led the Wrap It Up campaign, which is a part of our corporate social responsibility, or was a part of our corporate social responsibility team, which was a part of the larger marketing and communications group. And I like to break that down by saying I really was like the city commissioner for BET. Any community engagement, activations, voter registration, Make-A-Wish Foundation, attended all of the what we call tentpole shows known as BET Awards, Soul Train, BET Hip Hop Awards. I did all of those things for, like I said, 18 years. Loved it there. Prior to that, I was in the music industry. I had an independent record label prior to that. And it's so timely because I just recently saw the movie Air mm. about Michael Jordan and his story uh, of becoming Air Jordan. 
And I worked for David Falk during that time for seven years. So I was there. So it was pretty fascinating to kind of get a glimpse into my life for seven years on the big screen, even though I wasn't in the movie right, right. <laughs> or depicted in the movie, I literally was there. I was on Michael Jordan's team, um, on his day-to-day team as a part of David Fox's staff. So that was really cool to see. And currently, I work in the office of the mayor in Washington, D.C., in the Office of Entertainment. Office of Cable Television, Film, Music, and Entertainment is the official name where I issue film permits for the city. So when people come to Washington, D.C., whether it's a small movie, production, music video, or a major motion picture like Wonder Woman um, or, you know, Journal for Jordan with Denzel Washington and Michael B. Jordan, you know, that's what I do on a day-to-day basis now. That's that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have, I'm Jamaican, right? <laughs> I have like 15 jobs. Um, and my personal brand and mission and passion is soul wealth, which yes. is vision, compassion, authenticity, abundance, and legacy. And that is the arm of my life through which I impact women. I mentor women. I have a mentorship academy. I've written 12 books. I have a daily radio show, the Soul Wealth Radio Show, where I've recorded almost 350 episodes in the last three and a half years. I was the associate pastor of women at my church, which is where your mom and I connected and where I got to know you and your siblings and became a part of the family. And I'm also a speaker. I travel and speak as well as serve as a chaplain. So that's a quick snapshot, you know, with no ego at all. It's just sometimes easier to say, just Google me. <laughs> you know, it's Seriously. just easier to kind of land on where you want to land. Um, while at BET, was blessed to win an Emmy Award for the Wrap It Up campaign that we did. And I'm just grateful to have an amazing life on the personal side. Um I'm a living kidney donor. I gave my cousin a kidney about 12 years ago now. And after having that experience, Mira, you know, life is a bonus for me every day Mm. that I'm able to wake up and have my health and strength, have wonderful relationships, love flowing out, love coming toward me. I'm just grateful to be me. (laughs) You know, when Snoop said, I want to thank me, you know, I want to thank me for showing up. I want to thank me for not giving up. I want to thank me for not quitting. You know, I mean that from my heart and very sincerely. Um, I was a collegiate athlete. I came to Howard University in 1983 on a basketball scholarship. And I'm originally from South Florida, Fort Lauderdale. And so a good part of my life was spent as a championship athlete, you know, Mm. practices in the morning, practices in the afternoon, practice on the weekends, you know. So that discipline as an athlete has carried over into my life to be able to be who I am and experience the things that bring me not just joy, but deep joy, love and peace. So. That that's Vicky. That's who I am. 
I really want to say thank you for sharing that because I'm going to tell you most of the time when I think of you, like, well, first and foremost, let me say, I didn't know all of that. So that was a treat even for me, guys. <laughs> um, but most of the time when I think of you, I think of so humble because I've, I've been exposed to certain pieces of your story, just being around you or, you know, just certain places my mom attended with you. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt like the way you carry yourself, the way that you go about things, you are so humble. Like you, you, like you said earlier, um, just a moment ago, like you're not, you know, some people in your shoes who have experienced all of those things would be, you know, walking around with their resume on their forehead and saying, oh yeah, I know this person, oh, I know this, or I've done this and et cetera. And I've never once seen you do that. I've never once watch you carry yourself as though you're more or better than anyone else. Like you truly, honestly do walk around representing humble and just modest and just, you know, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like no one would have any idea. And like you said, unless they just said, so what are you doing? Then you decided to share or not share. Um, so just even hearing you um, share all of that, thank you. I really appreciate it because I don't know what I thought you were going to share. <laughs> I was just like, oh, she'll probably I, just know, say I a little bit. I never know what I'm going to share until I'm asked that question. Gotcha. And because I've had so many experiences, I have so many wonderful relationships. Um, you know, just whatever comes up, Mm-hmm. is what I'm meant to share. I really trust the moment. Yeah. I've learned to trust the moment. I've learned to rely on I'm where I'm supposed to be, when I'm supposed to be there, Yeah, saying what I'm supposed to say. You know, it, it's scripted and it's not scripted. It's scripted in that my steps are ordered by God Mm. It's not scripted in that I really never know what I'm going to say until I'm in the moment because I really practice and am mindful of present moment awareness, being mm. in the moment, not not listening to respond, but truly listening so that whatever God wants to say through me is what comes out. Mm. I love that. I love that. I do want to um, ask, I want to ask one quick question. And then I do mm-hmm. said a few things that I want to jump into. So one of the things I'm just curious for our listeners, are you able to name a movie that many would have no idea was recorded in Washington, D.C.? Wonder Woman, 1984. There's one right that's, there. That's a recent one. Um, I, I did the permits actually to shut down Pennsylvania Avenue where she went. It appeared that she was flying through the skies and she was because they literally had a crane, a construction crane mm. and had hoisted a stunt, a stunt woman up in the air on a cable <laughs> and was swinging her back and forth. Jesus. Wonder Woman is one. Uh, like I said, a journal for Jordan with Denzel Washington and Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I love that. It was recorded here. There are quite a few movies in production currently. Uh, right now, don't have the official titles. Um, Scandal, the season finale of Scandal was done here. Mm. The episode of This Is Us 
on Howard University's campus. That was filmed here. Many others. Many, many others. I'm sure. Those are just a few. It's so many times when you watch a movie and you're like, I wonder where this is. And you may think it's in one location and then be totally surprised to find out that they were in a whole nother state, location, or even country. Absolutely. Um, That's what made me want to ask that for sure. Well, that's Um, the magic of movies. Very true. People produce what they want you to believe is true and real. And that's also a metaphor for life, specifically social media. You know, people produce and share what they want you to believe is true and real. And that is a part of the work I do with Soul Wealth is encouraging women to be congruent. Like if I follow you home, if I follow you home, are you the same person that I get to see every day? Mm. Being in entertainment and having been in entertainment for, like I said now, over 40 years, because I started when I was 15. So true story. My first internship was at a radio station down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida when I was 15. So I've been doing this over 40 years in this space. And I love to tell people, especially children, young people, when we were doing a lot of school tours and things like that, that what you see on television and music videos and movies, that stuff is not real. Yeah. And we are pursuing an illusion frequently. Many people are pursuing an illusion as their reality only to be disappointed because the mansion that you see in the music video, the Maybach that you see driving down the street, the clothes, the jewelry, that stuff is rented. Mm -hmm. Okay. Even now movies have what they call location managers that go out and scout, scout homes and businesses and offices and props swimming pools that stuff is rented Mm -hmm. that's a business and that is another thing i'd love to share just there parenthetically that there's so much more to do in this space than be in front of the camera or behind a microphone their people their only business is renting out their homes to movies that's how they pay their mortgage that's how they save That's how they're able to invest. It's about tapping into your creativity. Mm -hmm. And if you can think about it, you can manifest it. If it's in your imagination, where did that come from? It came from God. Mm. That's why I'm able to do so many things. Because when I think about something, I know that it is a seed planted by God for me to pursue it and or experience it. So there's every, every detail of our lives is a business for somebody. Absolutely. I I really do believe that. Um, I was told years ago that dreams are God giving you the vision of your future. And Mm -hmm. I'm such, I'm a dreamer personally, um, on many different levels. And I truly do believe that like, there's not ever been a time that I've dreamed something, whether it was a year later, month later, or however, where I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like a premonition because I've 
felt it, I've done it, and so forth. So I really do believe exactly what you just said, that anything you envision, whether it's daydreaming, dreaming in general, or just however, is a taste of your future that you can have. It's just up to you whether you want to pursue it and go about it. Mm-hmm. Which definitely leads me into one of the things I was thinking when you were speaking earlier, you were talking about being in the moment. And then you also spoke about, as an athlete, the discipline. And I just want to kind of see if we could touch on that in general, because I know for a long time, I was that person that wasn't in the moment. I was that person that was very much like, okay, what do I need to do? What do I have to have? Okay, I'll do this, do that. And then instead of, like, say, like, once I accomplished that, I was already, instead of celebrating and being in that moment of the victory of that or however, I was Mm -hmm. jumping into the next thing. So how did you go from using the discipline in sports into using the discipline of that into now and being able to just live in the moment? I think sports is such a gift to those who are able to experience sports because the skills are transferable. Mm-hmm. You gotta be able to think. You have to be committed. You have to make courageous decisions at times. You have to learn how to bounce back after failure, right? Because it's not always a victory. Right. You have to know how to lose well, as well as win well. And when I was coming up, you know, it's like, it's not how you, it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. That has morphed into, no, it is whether you win or lose. You know, people, are, everybody wants to be a champion. Everybody wants to be the victor, and that's good. I think it's also important, though, to know that life goes on even if you don't win, even if you lose. You know, and I think yeah. that was the issue when the LSU women's basketball team won the championship. That was the slight of... Dr. Biden, Jill Biden's invite to say, okay, LSU, you can come to the White House and we are also going to bring Iowa. That's not how that works. Right, because they wouldn't have did that the other way around. And, and that's, that can, we can go down that thread too. I'm, 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 I am for everybody black, unapologetically. Right, That was my first time seeing LSU play. That was my first time seeing Iowa play unapologetically, I was rooting for LSU because that had the most black girls on it, right? I'm pro-black. I'm blackity-black-black. I am. (laughs) You know, I'm not not against other people. I'm just for my people. And so after they won and won decisively, Mm -hmm. won decisively for her to say, okay, the champions can come and we want the second place team to come to no ma'am no ma'am they didn't get a they didn't get a trophy right they didn't get a trophy because they didn't win and i know they have you know a player who who can shoot from anywhere on the court she a, a team sport cannot be won by an individual it just can't and that's what lsu proved you know that teamwork really does make the dream work. So to answer your question, having those experiences, being in high-profile situations and winning, being in high-profile situations and not winning, the journey to recovery, those skills 
you don't lose. Mm. Those lessons you will learn one way or another. You'll keep taking the test until you get the lesson. And so if you're not good at not winning, <laughs> it's just life. You're going to keep losing. Yeah. Until you can be trusted with victory because everybody can't be trusted with winning. They can't. So, you know, life, life is lifing for all of us. And it is for us to discover the meaning, to discover the purpose, and to discover just why we are here, yeah. who we are supposed to be, and what we are supposed to do. And I'll say that if you become who you're supposed to be, the doing will happen automatically. Mm. As, and a lot of people get that backwards. They do. And, and their identity becomes what they do. Yes, yes. And that's unfortunate because when they're no longer doing that, they don't know who they be. Exactly. They don't know who they are. Yeah. So that's what life is about. Life is a classroom. You know, there, there really is no failure. They're just blessings and lessons. So when you don't win, if you don't succeed, yes, try again and ask God, what's the lesson? What am I supposed to learn yeah. from this? I, I think you know, what is this trying to take from me? And what is this making room to bring to me? And and the more curious you are, the quicker you evolve. Yeah. I think that's a big one. I that's something I myself had to learn a few years back that there's lessons in everything, no matter good, bad, or ugly. Because when bad or ugly would happen, I was that person who would fall down a rabbit hole rather mm -hmm. than saying, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this? What am I supposed to take from this? What was this preparing me for or stopping me from? So mm -hmm. now I'm a big person of, okay, there was a reason behind this. I may not know what that reason is at this present moment, but mm -hmm. I know that there was a reason for this. I'm really big on that now, um, especially coming from the mindset I had before. Like I tell anybody, I, I'm not ashamed to admit, I felt now seeing myself and how I was then, like when you look back at yourself, I was such a negative person. It was so hard for me to even take a compliment. I remember um, um, Bishop Ralph, uh, not Bishop Ralph, uh, Bishop Greg uh, Dennis. I have to get used to calling him that. I always tell him that because I'm <laughs> so used to calling him Pastor Greg. Um, one time he had pulled me aside. I, had, I don't, I'm going to say it was in like my early 20s, probably very late teens. And he gave me a compliment. And I was that person that when someone gave them a compliment, you know how you still say, you say thank you, but you add a but behind it or yeah. a negative? That was me. So I definitely, looking back, realized where I was then and how I wasn't able to even see myself live in the moment to apply the discipline of different things or to understand that these are lessons and that, like you just said, life is lifing. And it's going to continue to do that. So you have to just be prepared for life to life in any direction of which it goes. So I know we talked a lot about um, as far as the entertainment and the different things, but one of the big things that I know and have been able to witness, whether on social media or in real life or just through my mother in general, because um, I know if my mom was here, she would say that it has such an effect on her through her life as well. I definitely want to talk about soul wealth because okay. it really is... Um, 
making a difference for many women. I know recently, you know, I've been added to um, the Soul Wealth groups and just seeing the outpouring of different things myself, um, rather than just hearing it, um, I can understand why it's needed. And I just want to kind of touch on that as far as, you know, we hear there's a lot of women who, you know, they're creating uh, groups to support other women. But what makes Soul Wealth different and why do you believe God had you create this particular path? I make it different. Yes. You know, I I embody Soul Wealth. Yes. And that doesn't make it better. That makes it different. I like Because that. I'm fully committed to the assignment. It's an assignment for me. It's an assignment for me to be for other women the kind of woman I did not have when I was mm. going through those phases in my life. That's why I'm so passionate about it. That's why I'm so committed to it, and I'm clear about it. That's why it can't be duplicated. It can be imitated, but not duplicated because there's only one me. There's Absolutely. only one Mira. There's only one Paula, right? That is what I say over and over and over again. One of the tenets of soul wealth is authenticity. The world doesn't need a perfect imitation of anybody. Be who, who are you? Why are you here? What are you supposed to be doing? And who are you supposed to be impacting? And those are questions that I've answered. I've asked and answered. Soul wealth comes out of third John the scripture that says God desires that you prosper and be in health, good health, even as your soul prospers, which to me, as I continue to ask questions, God, what does that mean? What does that mean? That means our soul is the seat of our emotions. So if your emotions are not healthy, neither is your life. Mm. I don't care how much you have accomplished. I don't care how many assets you have acquired. There are a lot of wealthy people with a lot of things who are depressed, yes. who live in darkness, who can't get out of the bed, who have a beautiful backyard with a swimming pool and a garage full of cars that they don't want to drive. They don't want to go get in the pool. They stay in the bed in a 20-room house. Yes. Right? It's about being wealthy emotionally, mm. and I call it intangible prosperity. Because when you have emotional well-being, you can bounce back from anything. I've gone through divorce. I've gone through a miscarriage. I've gone through infidelity. I've gone through bankruptcy. I've lost a house to foreclosure. I've lost a car to repossession. I've had my name misaligned. I've been misunderstood. Like, I've gone through so much. Mm -hmm. And come back from it? Yeah. Like, I am 10 toes down confident in who I am. Yeah. And no one can take that away from me. And that is what I endeavor on a daily basis to pour into women. Who are you? What brings you joy? What makes you happy? What lights you up? What makes you want to get up and go every day? What, what would you do for free? Because you love it so much. Like, ask and answer the questions. Ask and answer, why won't I speak up? What happened to me? Not what's wrong with me. What happened to me? Mm. What do I need to explore? 
Where am I living with unidentified trauma that causes me to act out, that causes me to act up, that causes me to be disrespectful, that causes me to act immature and silly? Ask and answer the hard questions. And part of who I am and what I do is I create safe spaces for women to ask and answer the hard questions so they can answer them, so they can move forward and live their best life. Yeah. And leave an imprint here in the earth. And so for me, it's about clarity. Again, the tenets are vision, compassion, authenticity, abundance, and legacy. Vision, without one, you perish. Compassion, you got to love yourself before you can love others. Mm. That compassion peels back the layers of everything you're not so that your authenticity can come forward. Yeah. Your authenticity unlocks your abundance. When you show up the way God designed you to show up, you're going to open the door of abundance in your life and abundance of everything unto every good work. That's not just financial freedom, but an abundance of peace, love, joy, happiness, you know, living a life that you like. I love being me. Yeah. I wake up every day and I don't want to be anybody else. I never, ever, ever, ever say, I wish I had your life. Because I don't want to go through what you had to go through to get that life. Exactly. I went through enough for me to be me. That's why I said earlier, I love that track, that clip where Snoop is saying, I want to thank me. I mean that. Because I could have quit so many times. There was a point in my life where I was suicidal just for a moment. But I, I had that experience. I know what that's like. I went through postpartum depression after my daughter. I don't remember her as an infant. Mm. Because for five years, I was depressed. I was in a dark place. And I didn't have anybody to talk to. And so as God brought me through and out of that, you know, it just came to me that if it was hard for me, it was going to be hard for other women. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted to be that safe place. I wanted to be that safe place for women who were coming behind me to be able to have support to move through those bumps. It's just a bump. It's not forever. And and that's that's the thing, you know, what what we're going through is just a moment. And so being present in the moment is so critical because the sooner you get through it, <laughs> the sooner you can move forward yeah. and beyond it to start building or rebuilding, you know, the life that that you want. Yeah. I Literally, it's, it's so much that I want to, um, that you said that I want to touch on, but the key things definitely to start off with is definitely what you said as far as um, getting through all of that. First and foremost, thank you for sharing your vulnerability because I feel that a lot of times people see the achievements. We live in a world yeah. where everyone, like you said earlier, they see what social media says, oh, I have this, I have this, and or I'm doing this. So they people strive towards having that, not understanding the behind it or what one had to go through to have it. Like you said, you wouldn't trade places with anyone because you don't know what they went through to get to that point. You don't know how many times they failed before they finally took off, you know? Um, mm -hmm. That is a big part as well, but 
you hit on um you want it to be what you didn't have and for me I relate to that so much because that's what made me start this podcast this podcast had been something I had been thinking about for like three years um and I didn't do it until I felt like God gave me the title and the vision and the exactly the plan of what it was supposed to be and mm-hmm. that's what I wanted there was a lot of times I'm so used to um being around other women who are so strong or who show mm-hmm. the the winnings of where they are now and so forth but I never had someone around me that showed the vulnerability or the failure or the tears or that, Hey, I break sometimes. And so one of the things that I wanted to do was to be able to show and be authentic and say, Hey, this is who I was. This is who I am now. And this is where I'm going. And it's okay to show every layer of that, because I feel that if we show more of that, you'll have more people who feel like, okay, I can relate to this person because that's what I'm going through or okay. I watched them go from this to that. So I know right. how hard they worked. And I just feel like depending on the different situations, of course, like being able to truly see someone's transparency in the moment of different situations makes such a difference because we only advertise, sadly, on social media, all the good. We only advertise the positive moments, the celebratory moments and things of that nature. But we don't talk about like how you just said, the depression, the suicidal, the um you know, the postpartum and different things like that. It's not until it happens and you start doing your own research where you find these little nooks and crannies of other people's stories or situations that is helping them through that. Mm-hmm. So having that, so the safe spaces that you are creating and have is so needed, not just today, but yesterday and in our future for things to come. So thank you so much for even just following that assignment and letting it lead from your heart. Um, one of the big things that I do believe truly, and I had to realize is that each of us, the reason it's even more important to make sure we follow our own paths and our assignments is because I truly do believe that each person is attached to somebody else's blessing. Mm-hmm. And in order for whoever that is that you're supposed to be attached to or bless for them to receive their portion, you have to make sure you're doing your part. And whether, you know, some people would say, no, what I have to do has nothing to do with somebody else, but it really does because we're all connected in some type of way, whether it's a verbal conversation, whether it's opening, a, you know, a door for someone, a connect, you know, networking, whatever, um, or even just mentally, you know, I can name numerous times having conversations with someone, even if it was like a five second conversation at the bus stop, where mm-hmm. that five second conversation triggered something for me in a positive way or a new thinking or just a moment of reflection or whatever. Um, so I do genuinely believe that going forward. Um, one of the things I want to ask is, do you believe that by having, if more women were to be honest, there would be less I'm, I'm trying to think of how to word this correctly because I know what I'm trying to say. I just don't know exactly how I want to say it. But do you believe that if more people were to be vulnerable, were to be honest about their situations, that it would be more opportunities for women out here right now? I don't know if I'm wording that correctly. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you don't, I could word it differently. No. Um, there would be more opportunities, period. 
Yeah. For everybody. Um, I think people have a fear of being vulnerable. Yeah. And transparent. And as they're able to move beyond that, then they are able to step into who they're really supposed to be. Mm. Like you're always going to have some level of fear as long as you're not being honest Mm. and moving in truth. Because healing can only take place in the light of truth. Yeah. If I, if I lie to you and I keep lying to you, you're not healing. That's not helping you. And it's not helping me. Yeah. So I, I am at a point in my life where I'm going to tell you the truth regardless of what it costs me. That's deep. I'm going to tell you big. the truth. Because eventually the truth is going to come out anyway. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to deal with it. I, let me tell you, I, my mom, I, I love talking to her about how I was as a child. And I remember I would do, I was the child who asked for forgiveness, not permission. Mm. Why? I don't even know. Like, all I can say is that that part of me is in me. Like, that came, I believe that courage and boldness God put in me. I would do stuff, Mira, knowing it was wrong. Mm. I mean, I'm talking about now being the age where I knew right from wrong, you know, not, not the foolishness bound in the heart of a child, like an infant or a toddler. I mean, I was a good six or seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. I knew it was wrong. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm doing this. I just take whatever comes, whatever punishment. I just take it because I'm going to do this. Mm. (laughs) And they probably just looking at you. And in some ways, I'm still like that. I'm still like that. That's also for me an identifier for who I'm called to serve. Mm. I'm called to serve women who are like me. Not that want to be me, but who are like me, who are willing to go into the shadow, willing to look in the mirror, willing to do the work to become a the best, highest version of themselves. Yeah. That's what it's for. Yeah. See, I know God put it in me, and God put it in me so that I could cultivate it and learn how to use it. Right? I had to learn how to use that that characteristic. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to use that trait. you got to be willing to be the thumb. Like, I'm a thumb. If you hold your hand up, the thumb is over there by itself. That's me. That's so true. I'm sitting here doing I'm a loner. I love me. I love my company. I know how to be social and friendly and be around people. And I'm the thumb. I can go to the movies by myself, go on a trip by myself, and... I know how to be around people. And I actually prefer solitude because I pour out so much. It's replenishing for me Mm. to 
be able to just spend time decompress. Yeah. And then be able to get back into my life. It's, it's funny that you say that for me personally, because I've always been such a social butterfly. Mm-hmm. Um, and literally I can just go into any setting and just talk to anybody. Like my friends make, used to make a joke and they still do. They'd be like, we can literally go to a restaurant, a bar or whatever. And they're like, you always making friends because <laughs> I just can talk to anybody. Um, but I've noticed in this season of my life over the past, I'm going to say like three, four years where I am becoming more of a, lo- a loner. And at first I honestly thought something was wrong in that um, because it almost felt like a form of what I thought was depression because I didn't understand it because I'm not used to being that person. I'm used to always going out. I'm used to always doing something. I'm used to always being around a bunch of people. And I started realizing that I desire to be by myself. I desire to be in the house more or just to do things by myself. And Mm -hmm. what I had to learn was exactly what you just said. It was my way of being refueled, refreshed, and being able to start over for what I needed for me because I'm constantly pouring out because um, I I, I share this with most people um, that I'm close to. A lot of other people don't know this, but I'm an empath. So I Mm -hmm. tend to take on other people's um, situations and emotions, even when I try not to sometimes. Um, I'm getting a lot better with it because I'm more aware of it, of knowing and understanding the difference of being sympathetic and empathetic. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not understand that for a long time for a long time it was just like I care you know what I mean like I just want to help this person like I I just felt this responsibility of being there because that leads back to not feeling like I had that you know so wanting to not have someone go through what I felt I had went through you know what I mean um but now I understand that it's okay to be by yourself it's okay to be like how you just said sociable when needed but to take that time for yourself as well. And that it's not anything negative or not any type of form of depression. It's just sometimes you need that to be able to feed into yourself and really get there. And in this particular season, um, when we first came into the new year, one of the things God told me is that in this season, I have to be more of a listener than a talker. I have to be mm-hmm. more of a listener than trying to help. Now, if someone asks for my opinion or asks for me to assist them, then that's different. Um, I'm even more careful with that because what I've learned also is that everyone who asks for your opinion doesn't always really want your opinion. <laughs> I, I had to learn that the hard way because I've lost, uh, let's say, friendships or they have changed because... I'm the type of person that I don't know how not to give it to you honestly. I don't know how to tiptoe around it. So if you're asking, just know I'm going to be honest. And and most of the time for people who ask, and I'm thinking we have that type of relationship that I can do that because I would want you to do that for me. But I had to also learn that you can't expect yourself from other people. So you have to evaluate the situation. Um, Right. So I say all of that to lead to one of my, um, I always end with one question, but I want to ask you personally um, for myself a question before I ask the next question. Um, At the beginning of this, you spoke about the fact of being a listener. How, and I know this is probably going to sound like it should be so simple, but 
as that being who you are and so forth and how did you learn to listen to yourself more as well as being able to just be a listener and not you know go out to try to help everybody if that makes sense i'm not i don't insert myself okay i'm not an inserter mm. like if you don't ask me i'm not gonna tell you okay you know yeah i ask for permission if it's something really burning and I really want to share it with you, I ask for permission. May I share something with you? Mm -hmm. Are you open to hearing another perspective? Mm -hmm. And really, you can say no. I'll be like, oh, okay. And I keep it to myself. Because the only person I am responsible for, and the only person I can control is myself. Yeah. And and that comes from being committed to preserving my peace. Mm. Like I'm not I'm not really into anymore because my therapist helped me with this. She said, Vicky, you will be less frustrated when you stop caring more than the other person cares about yes. themselves. That's me. That's me. She said, you will be more at peace and in your peace. Like, you can't want it more than they want it. Yes. You can want something for a person, but if they don't want it more than you do for themselves, she said, pull back yeah. and become an observer. And so I am a master observer. I am a master at observing. And I am masterful at minding my business. And some stuff is hard to watch. Mm. But you know what I do? I change the channel. I stop looking at it. Mm. And I trust that if I am supposed to be a part of the reconciliation or healing or support in any situation, God will open the door. I won't have to force it. Yeah. Like things just align. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we experienced that. I, I shared that with you. You know, I would always check in with you. I never really just showed up. Yeah. Here recently, you know, when your mom transitioned. And I'm like that all the time. Like it's not something that turns on and off for me. That's who I am. And that is the ultimate goal. Is getting to a place for each of us where we know who we are. We don't think we know. We know who we are. Yeah. And that's who we get to live out our lives being. Yeah. As I'm as I'm transitioning into everything that you just said, literally, what I've noticed is now that I'm sitting back more, people are not used to that. People are so used to me jumping in and taking over for them. Or mm -hmm. saying, I got this, I'm going to help you, that I started becoming very much a clutch for many other people, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, mm -hmm. So now that I'm not responding the same, now that I'm doing more listening and I don't have anything to say, um, it's, people are uneasy about it. But the peace that I have been having has been so real, so different. Um, 
I have my moments where, like you said, like I still want to say something, but I, what made me ask that question is because I struggle with the fact of, well, should I, or should, is this a moment of where I should do more listening still? So just knowing how to, um, I guess, dissect those moments of when I should say something and when I shouldn't. So thank you for sharing that. You're um, welcome. I needed that personally. Um, <laughs> so what I do want to close out on, because again, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. And thank you again for everything. Like, you don't even understand. Me and Curtis was over here writing notes. <laughs> like, oh, that's good. That's good. Um, but I do always like to ask our special guests, our honorees, for our listeners, if there's anything that you could share or say to them, that if for whatever reason they didn't catch hold to anything else during this um, particular episode, what would be the one thing that you really would want them to take with them? Be a master at minding your business. Mm. Mind your business. And I mean it like when somebody's inserting themselves and you want to say, mind your business, this has nothing to do with you, mm-hmm. right? I mean it that way. And and I also mean it, this is called a double entendre. I also mean it, put your mind on your stuff. Like decide, focus, center your mind on your stuff. What do you need to be thinking about mm-hmm. as it relates to your life? Not just staying out of other people's, but now focusing very intentionally all of your energy, all of your brilliance, all of your imagination, all of your skill set, information, inspiration. Put that on your business, Mm -hmm. your life, your health, your happiness, and you'll move forward faster. So become a master at minding your business. Well, that's it. I, that's <laughs> me and Curtis <laughs> over here. Like, there's nothing less to say. <laughs> um, for anyone who would love to connect with so well, for just have that, you know, um, connection. Is there any mm-hmm. way that they can get in contact with you or with so sure. well? Absolutely. Uh, my website is vickyjohnson.com, V-I-K-K-I Johnson.com, and I am on all social media at all things Vicky. My handle is at all things V-I-K-K-I. And you can listen to previous episodes of the Soul Wealth Radio Show via my website, which is why I'm directing people there, Mm -hmm. as well as look at my store. I have books. I have products. I have apparel. Yeah, I'm living my best life, and I'm deeply grateful for it. And thank you the opportunity to be on your show Mira Mira thank you it's awesome I want to I gotta say now more than ever I understand your mom who always say to me you need to go look at your niece I tell her all the time you remind me of your aunt Vicky you should go read your niece's Facebook post I read it and I was like "Mm, that's something her aunt Vicky would say so thank you Paula Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you just for planting that seed. And somehow, you know, she knew to plant those seeds. Yeah. Because she knew that these days would be here. And I'm just grateful to be a part of your life and your brother's lives and, you know, to carry on and out her legacy because she was a tremendous gift yeah. to me and everything that, that I have been able to do 
over the last 20 years. So I'm so grateful to have had that relationship with your mom and now to have this relationship with you. Yeah. And Christopher and Justin. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I, we're literally on the same page. I remember when I first came back home, just, you know, you have moments where you kind of just mentally check out and you're, I'm talking to her and I can be honest, you know, let's, let's be honest. Anybody whose mom is like, oh, you're just like this person. You're like, mom, come on. Okay. <laughs> you know, and just like you said, she will always say something. But when I say over the past month, it has been so much like I've had moments like, okay, mom, I get it. Thank you. Like she, like you said, I, I genuinely feel like she knew I would need this connection at this point and mm -hmm. in future. So I'm, I'm very, very grateful for the impact you had on her life and even pouring into my life from then even to now, because without even knowing you were pouring in then just, I was not aware of to what capacity. So thank you. You are welcome. And thank you for this opportunity. All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and let you go. And okay. Thank you again. So you guys make sure you tune in each and every Thursday. As always, we're going to make sure that we are pouring in and being able to look at ourselves in the mirror. As I told you guys before, this is not just another podcast. There is purpose and reason behind this. This is my ministry. This is my assignment. And we're going to keep this going. See you guys soon. And make sure you follow Dr. Vicki Johnson, a.k.a. Miss Vicki Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. We're out. Peace.